MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Hey, hey, here we go. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with Polly Howard as we are live in downtown Las Vegas. From the Circa Resort and Casino. Coming up over the next three hours, we have uh, Lou Finicaro on the program. It's a huge UFC card this weekend, and we'll get some NFL tips from him as well at that time. Jensen Lewis, Major League Baseball playoffs in 90 minutes, and professional handicapper Chuck Edel in two and a half hours. Uh, one of the very best. We'll find out who he likes this weekend. And believe it or not, uh, as you're waking up today, wherever you might be, um, the biggest news was not the Cardinals. Scoring 42 points last night, Paulie. It's rare that we get a blockbuster trade in the NFL, but I love Armageddon. I like it in any sport, uh, and we got it certainly last night, late last night, uh, right around the tail end of that game. And the big news is Christian McCaffrey has been dealt from the Carolina Panthers to the San Francisco 49ers, and uh, the Niners are sending a second, a third, and a fourth round pick in 2023 and a fifth-round pick in 2024 in exchange for the Pro Bowl running back. This is big. I don't know if I like this trade. I think they gave up way too much, which you could say they have an abundance of picks, okay, but he's missed 23 games the last two years. He's never held. Was it, was it a need? No. No matter what, you you this guy with Shanahan's scheme and offense, it's plug and play, and whoever's been in there has put up numbers. So you look, they made the Super Bowl, and then we're one play away from going to the Super Bowl last year. I don't think, oh, my God, if they just got a wide uh, running back, watch out. But you you know what they mean to the point spread and the value that they have, which they don't have, actually, to a team, which how we treat running backs now. And and you give up all these picks, and he makes 19 million cap hit the next two years and 15 million after that. Now, did you do it to block the Rams? It's a possibility. Now, okay. Now, or I know, some other teams. Right. They also, oh, if you went to the AFC, okay, fine. But if they were hot and heavy with the Rams, who they didn't have a lot of picks either, which they throw picks around like Kingsbury throws around challenges. That could be one angle, too, that they were doing this. But I just find the whole thing odd that they gave up all this to get a guy when it's just, we, we know they are the team to beat or right at the top of the teams to beat when they're healthy. Problem well, is they can't stay healthy. Right. To your point uh, on that, 
right? Since Tuesday, I've been asking the question, like all week long on this show, how many elite teams do we have in the NFL? I put the number at three and a half. And I think we can all agree on the very top three in this league, right? Bills, Chiefs, Eagles in any order. Uh, and I threw around two other teams. One of them was the Cowboys. And I said, certainly the 49ers would be a fourth elite team with a big if. If they can stay healthy. And certainly today, after acquiring McCaffrey, that's the same sentiment that I'm going to say about the 49ers is they would be the fourth elite team if they can stay healthy. And this is a team that has seemingly had countless injuries now going back to the year after they made the Super Bowl. But the reason why, I, I, I don't mind how many picks they gave up. Here's the reason why they had so many. They had six extra third-round compensatory picks for losing Salah, McDaniel, and Martin Mayhew to the Commanders um, in recent seasons. So they had all they, they had like a yeah. boatload of these third-round picks, and they're like, well, we can make this happen with McCaffrey. Let's do it here. And so, again, it's a big if. if you, 23 games like you talked about uh, is what he's missed now over the last couple of years. But what this offense can look like, again, big if, if they can stay healthy and what this means. See, if you can spread out now, and this is why Garoppolo at least gets it. Like, he knows I can't run around like Kyler Murray or Justin Fields. I need to get the ball out of my hands right away. So he knows that. And he has, think about what that's going to look like across the board, what you can do in, in a yeah. passing formation. Kittle at the tight end. Then you go Ayuk, Samuel, and then McCaffrey. Well, who are you going to double cover? I know. There's enough. Is there enough footballs? Well, the other thing is they haven't been getting the ball to Kittle, though, too. So I'll also come back and say, imagine if you had one of the best quarterbacks in the league, how scary this would be. Oh, no, no. I'll go one further. Imagine had they done what I begged them to do last year in the draft. And rather than giving up yeah. all those picks for Trey Lance at number three, what if they actually drafted Kyle Pitts yeah. like they should have done? Yes. They'd yes. be the best team in football. Yeah. Yeah, don't yell at me. I don't want to get nuts. Sorry, I'll God, dial it back. I'll yeah, dial it back. I, I, yeah, the other thing is now you have, what is this Carolina mess now with the full-on tank? Back it up. I mean, are they going to move more now too? I mean, you, you get rid of Anderson, you get rid of McCaffrey. If they trot P.J. Walker out there and Tampa Bay's up to 13 now Sunday, oh, mama, is this a bad team. As long as they continue to have, I mean, Kurt Warner's watching the film the other day. He tweeted out, I, I can't believe I watched this in an NFL game. Every pass is within a couple yards of the line of scrimmage. Yeah. And every, the only thing they did in the passing game was the dump-offs to McCaffrey, which was in garbage time when Eason was in the game and Walker was out mm -hmm. with the helmet-to-helmet -helmet hit. So what did you so, think of that move, though? It went from Oh, where, it's good for Carolina. I like no, it for Carolina. Oh, no, I'm talking about the point spread this weekend. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, I'm I mean, sorry. No. Uh, oh, it makes sense. I mean, if they're laying that in Pittsburgh, they ought to be laying this against Carolina. Right. They probably should have been higher than what they were before this McCaffrey trade. The Buccaneers should have been, right. probably. Yeah. But they're they're having their struggles as well. But now we truly do have the worst team in football here. Right. And this is the right move. I mean, you're just going to tear it down and get a quarterback finally. You have to get a quarterback. Uh, it has not worked out no matter what direction they've gone here. So you're going to have a new coach a new quarterback, and just get accumulate all these picks and, and, and go for it. Yeah. Now, they believe it or not, the 49ers have not had a 1,000-yard running back since Frank Gore in 2014. I couldn't believe it when I saw that last night. Uh, and also, keep this in mind. Um, I know Jeff Wilson, Wilson is a good backup running back. He looked great a couple of weeks ago in that one long touchdown run that he had. Yeah. Um, Eli, now, do they make this trade if Eli Mitchell doesn't get hurt? Because think about this again. The running game last year, they had a, a plethora of backs that they had you know, a chance to use. Mostert, though, very injury-prone. He got hurt right away. They took Trey Sermon out of Ohio City in the third round. Everybody, I was high on him. I had a rookie of the year bet on him. He couldn't even touch the field. And then here comes this guy that uh, they drafted late out of Louisiana in the sixth round that nobody had ever heard of. And they're like, well, yep. next man up because yep. we got a good offensive line. And Mitchell ran for 963 yards last year. Almost five yards per carry and five touchdowns. Mm -hmm. And how many times in the history of the sport, and Shanahan is very creative, you know we're going to see this, can you actually say now they have a star running back who they can spread out and play wide receiver and a Pro Bowl wide receiver who they can put behind a great offensive line and play running back? I, I, that's, that combination is deadly, potentially. Yeah, yeah. and it go, goes back to what he was doing at Stanford, even the Rose Bowl performance. Uh, how good he was uh, catch receiving the ball. But we, we know that, too. But that's where you trust Shanahan to get creative, and that's also how he can help Garoppolo in the offense, where he can catch eight passes a game. Yeah, He can do that, too. But, again, it come, he's a hell of a player, but he can't stay healthy. Right. So that can he stay healthy? And then uh, certainly I'm concerned about the cap hit, but it's right there for him. The division's lousy. lousy. So they could they win the division, 
and uh, maybe get a good seed as well, although they're sitting there three and three. But uh, Don't you agree, though? I mean, it's a big if. Not only a small tick down in the future market, too. Yeah, they went, they went from at DraftKings, they went from 25 to 1 to win the Super Bowl to 16 to 1. They're now, they're still behind the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are 9 to 1. Uh, the, the Niners are absolutely better than Tampa Bay. Oh, with that defense, absolutely. Uh, yes, they are. Right, right. And I'm not one of these guys, they have no value and just ripping wide receivers left and right. But I, I think certainly he has value, uh, some value. But as far as the point spread, and, 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 and I was surprised some places did have a big adjustment a sizable adjustment on the future odds mm. with, with McCaffrey. Well, would you agree with what I said? I mean, again, it's a big if here. And I look, I play, I've played fantasy baseball and football and basketball my entire life. I like to take gambles. I like to trade for guys yeah. that are injured that are coming back at some point. Um, it's a big if. It's a big gamble that you're taking, but they would be the like the fourth elite team in football if they can if he can actually be out there on the football field every single week. Yeah. But they need Well, the know, way the defense is playing and if they can but that's the thing though. He, he his history Coupled with the bad run they've had for three years, yeah. I mean, you yeah, got like it, you got over twelve guys on the I, uh, starters on the IR right now. I need to preface it by saying it, it's not just yeah. him. It needs to be, you know, Trent Williams needs to be healthy on the O line. Nick Bosa has to be uh, healthy on the defensive line. All these other guys, they're not they're not going to get some of them back because they're done for the year. But um, as many guys as possible back on the defense. I mean, we're talking about uh, it was through five weeks, I believe. Yeah, before the game this past Sunday against Atlanta. Their, their defense was on pace with some of the best defenses in the last 25 yes, years. right, right. They did a bad job against Atlanta, but still, they, they're number one and number two in every category. Yeah. The other thing is, uh, so you accumulate all these picks, well, you still have to hit on some of them, but it just shows you how difficult it is in the NFL. McCaffrey is now the seventh player in the 2017 draft that went in the top 10 to leave his team and to be gone already. Seventh player since 2017 in that draft. Seven of the ten guys top are gone. Top ten. Yeah. So. Wow. It's a it's a crapshoot. Although he put up numbers, but this is you just see where it's coupled with what have you done for me lately, or uh, it hasn't worked out, and it's fifty fifty no matter who I'm taking or where I'm picking. I wonder if that's a common thing. Like five six years deep into any draft class, are we talking about five six seven guys? No. Like how many second contracts do most of the top ten players yeah. get? Um. No, I'm, I'm excited because we don't really get this that often in the NFL. Oh, right. Oh, it's going to be a great deadline. I, I hope so. I expect a lot of things to happen. Yeah, I, I like your angle, though, about how they potentially block the yeah. Rams and maybe a couple of other teams, too. I mean, not, yeah, again, uh, AFC doesn't really matter, but in their own division like that. I can throw this at you, too. Do they make the trade if Lance is still there? It doesn't get hurt. If Lance is still the starting quarterback. Lance or Mitchell. I don't, that's right. I don't know if that happens either. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe they're like... Maybe they're one in five, and they look yeah. terrible with, with that guy quarterback. <laughs> you know, that's possible. Right, who knows know. what would have happened? Uh, fall sports are in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, basketball, or baseball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like Tuesday hockey first goal insurance, Friday night college football bet and get. Check that out today, and Sunday football parlay insurance plus more. Head to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app today. It's a whole new game. We'll recap uh, last night's betting action with win some, lose some coming up next. And uh, we'll dive into the Sunday card as well a little bit. They're 6-0 straight up and 5-0-1 ATS coming off of a bye. And more on the McCaffrey trade to the 49ers. Paulie has a great survivor angle that you're going to want to hear coming up here on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people. In an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine, and I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Always follow the money. money. That's what I always say. You always follow the money. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. DraftKings Casino brings you a new era of your favorite games, blackjack, roulette, slots, plus live dealer table games. And just this week, they paid out some huge wins. A player bet $10 and won $130,000 on Divine Fortune. Another player bet $8 and won $94,000 on Divine Fortune. Download the DraftKings Casino app today. New customers have their choice. Deposit bonus up to $2,000 or $50 in free credits when you deposit $25 signing up. Download the app and use code VISA to claim the offer. Casino.draftkings.com for full details. All right, we'll begin this hour uh, with Lou Finacaro. Great guest. It's a huge UFC card tomorrow night. But also, Lou is really, really good on the NFL. And uh, Lou, there was a huge trade late, late last night. We've talked a lot about it so far today on the show. Christian McCaffrey goes from Carolina to San Francisco, and the 49ers gave up uh, four picks overall. Uh, a second, a third, and a fourth in the 2023 draft, a fifth in 2024. What does McCaffrey going to the 49ers mean to you? Well, first of all, gentlemen, thanks so much for having me on this program. It's a, You guys knock it out of the park every single morning. As far as the trade is concerned, uh, I have followed the money to be thankful for because up last night prepping for this spot, or I'd have been in bed when it happened. But I immediately jumped the Carolina in-season under. Uh, That team, unfortunately, has got a lot of work to do, and getting rid of McCaffrey was great. As far as what it does for the 49ers, uh, that's a team I was uh, thinking was a Super Bowl contender from the beginning of the season. Clearly, they had issues in that backfield. Uh, Eli Mitchell on IR, they're waiting for him to come back. But I believe it makes them a a pure contender. And it takes them maybe from uh, the next level of eight 
teams all bunched up behind mm. the big three and the big three being uh, Philadelphia, Buffalo and Kansas City. I also see that immediately the line on the Kansas City, San Francisco game kicked back down from two and a half to two. Mm-hmm. Uh, McCaffrey is a dynamic talent. He's from that area. McCaffrey, his dad played for Denver with John Lynch, the general manager of San Francisco. It's a natural marriage. And I think it makes San Francisco very, very powerful. Carolina is going to be awful because I think Lou, I think there's more trades coming too. I mean, if you if it's going to be Walker as well. I mean, if you watch that game against the Rams, there was no way they were scoring. The the, the touchdown was at the pick six. Yeah, the, uh, Walker as a backup was maybe the most indicative issue for the rule uh, campaign in in Carolina. Uh, I do see more fire sales there. This and this kid DJ Moore, you were talking about him earlier. Yeah, he is a he's an absolute player that no one knows about mm-hmm. because they can't get him the football. All right, UFC 280. You love the fight game. Uh, let's go to a couple plays you like here. Let's start with the main event: Oliveira against Makachev. You like the dog? Tell us why. I like the dog. I like the dog at open, and at open he was plus 195 maybe six eight weeks ago. Uh, since then, there's been a steady regression moving him down. He uh, Makachev got as low as minus 150 at one point. Now, this fight's going to be held in Abu Dhabi. This is a, 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 a very, uh, the heart of the Muslim world. These Russians coming in are all Muslim. Bilal Muhammad coming in to fight from America, uh, a Muslim. They're going to be an extremely pro-Muslim crowd. So anybody with an OV at the end of their name, we have to be aware of. Uh, fortunately, in the main event, we have, uh, and in the main event, we have Makachev, a, a Russian. So the crowd's all going to be with him. Uh, most believe that he is the typical Russian vice grip, son of or uh, uh, prodigy of Khabib Nurmagomedov, which is exactly what he is. Oliveira and his camp, and many, including me, believe he's been propped up into this position based on the shirt tails for Khabib. Now, listen, Makachev's a great wrestler. He's, he's still developing striking. And quite honestly, he's not yet fought a top five lightweight competitor. He's fought decent competition to get here. Meanwhile, Oliveira, he's got 19 total finishes in his career, 16 of them subs. Uh, he's been dominant in his last eight fights undefeated. And he, in the process of getting here, has beaten the likes of Justin Gaethje, Dustin Poirier, and Michael Chandler. Level of competition really favors Oliveira. The body of work, the experience favors Oliveira. The ground game Oliveira possesses is on par with Makachev's wrestling. And when this goes to the ground, while most people don't like fights on the ground, it should be fascinating. It has to go to the ground for Makachev because... If it stays on the feet, Oliveira will slice him to pieces. Mm. I think Oliveira is upset based on what happened in Phoenix against Gaethje in his last fight where they weaseled him out of the title because of a weight loss that I don't believe was accurate. Mm. I think he's got a chip. I think he comes focused. And uh, I know we're, we're bucking trends here, but I do like Oliveira and those that are considering him. I would be patient and watch this. Again, this, these fights are in Abu Dhabi, and the the money seems to be starting to come back in on Makachev. So the longer you wait, you may be, end up getting back up to that Oliveira, you know, plus 160, 170, 75 price. Rare that you're on a favorite, but that's the case here. How about Brady against Muhammad? Yeah, rare that I'm on a favorite. When we took Brady, again, a couple of these lines for these fights, guys, come out a couple, you know, three, four weeks ago. Brady opened 120. I, I gobbled up as much as I could and and uh, you know, told folks on the pod to do that also. Muhammad is has won a streak uh, seven, eight in a row himself. World-class wrestler, striking, really developing. Probably the best part of his game is his mentality. Uh, but he's in against a guy undefeated, 15-0 and 0 in his pro career, fights out of Philly. Uh, Brady's going to be a little shorter, a little more compact. But I think Brady is going to, these are going to be two Rams hitting on the side of the mountain. Brady is too strong, has too much grappling. And really, Bilal has not faced anyone that really will grapple with him the way Brady is. 
this is going to be an awesome fight. But Brady minus 140, I think, is a good mm-hmm. consideration. Uh, Lou, I read your write-ups every single time there's a big card, and you have, uh, have that at uh, vcin.com right now. It's a great job, as always, with your analysis. You wrote that you're monitoring the O'Malley-Yan matchup here. What are you looking for? And then if you see something that you like, which bet do you want to make on it? I've really been cautious about approaching this fight because I have strong feelings. O'Malley and his two big tests really didn't get to the end of the fight. Vera uh, affected his legs and stopped him. And then in his last fight against Munoz, he started well but was absorbing tremendous leg leg kicks. And an eye poke ended the fight. Who was going to win? Conjecture. Doesn't matter. But here's the fact. This fight is made for O'Malley. Short little fighter that wants to stand and bang against a long, thin, athletic, flamboyant striker in a 30-foot cage with plenty of room to move and maneuver. Here is the key to the fight. Jan tends to start slow. He won't Saturday. He fights his best five minutes on the last five minutes because his cardio is so amazing. He has 61.5% takedown defense. Okay, O'Malley's biggest challenge has always been the third round where he noticeably tires and looks at the clock. You can look at all of his fights. So who's going to control the last five minutes? Jan opens 380. Jan's now down to 265. That number's dropping like a hammer in the lake because of the effect that Sean O'Malley has. He's kind of like a Diaz brother. He's got followers coming all the way from across the world. O'Malley's a very rich young man based on on the fact that he has been able to project his persona so well. And I just think it's going to be a tall task for O'Malley here. To me, I'm waiting. I'm being patient. Jan is a strong consideration for me here, uh, even more so. Jan O'Malley goes the distance. No, minus 135. I really think this fight's not going the distance. O'Malley's going to kick him in the teeth coming in early, or Jan's going to take him down, tire him out, and finish him himself. But I don't see the fight going the distance. Great breakdown. Yeah, excellent. Only two minutes left, Lou. Do you like any other props? Yeah, there's a couple props out here. I know you guys like to talk about them. Uh, Olivera Makachev starts three plus 100. Uh, I like that. I I, I know Olivera's going to come right out immediately. Uh, Makachev's going to try and take it deep, but this thing should start three. Oliveira, currently a plus 165 dog. Again, 16 of his 19 finishes submission. Oliveira, KO, TKO, or DQ, meaning inside the distance, plus 200. Jan, KO, sub, or TKO. Again, any kind of inside the distance, plus 250. I'd invite people to look that way. Okay, very good. You can follow Lou on Twitter. He is at GamLou, and uh, the podcast as well is out there and available. Uh, About Business Podcast, which is uh, an excellent name. You're the best. Love your analysis. Thank you, sir, and uh, good luck this weekend. Thanks for having me on, guys. Good luck to everybody. Yep. Thanks, Lou. No, that's what we're looking for there. there that's go. that's what you call A-plus analysis, the breakdown there on the Yon and uh, fight against O'Malley. Very, very good. Very good. Yep. Big card. Yeah, good card coming up uh, UFC 281, too, right behind it. Yep. Yep. Good job. All right, so follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. You can always get in touch with the show. Uh, we're on Twitter at VSIN Live at Mitch Moss Radio at Paulie Howard. The email is FTM at VSIN.com. FTM for follow the money at VSIN.com. We will touch on a little baseball coming up in about 20 minutes with Jensen Lewis from MLB Radio Network. Um, we'll get back into the NFL coming up next. Big trade last night, if you missed it. And uh, also, strong post buy and pre buy numbers that we're going to get into. This team stinks off the bye. Off the bye, they're 0-5 straight up and ATS with an average loss of nearly 18 points per game. We'll tell you which team that is coming up next. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Fall sports in full swing. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook, your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boost. 
Whether it's football, hockey, basketball, or baseball, BetRivers has you covered. Join them every week for new promotions like the Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, the Friday Night Football College Bet and Get, and Sunday Football Parlay Insurance. Head to BetRivers.com or download the app today at BetRivers. It's a whole new game. Jensen Lewis joins us now to talk MLB playoffs, MLB Radio Network, and also Bally Sports. And let's start with this. I mean, what a kaleidoscope of emotions you had to go through. Take us through what happened. Can we find a hotel room? Are they going to play? Are not going to play game five? Is it raining? What, what, the fans are No one's giving us information. What was that like for you for about uh, you know six to 12 hours? Uh, Polly, something something unlike I think I've ever seen or, or been through. And so, you know, we had people on the ground there that were saying, hey, it never got above a drizzle. I mean, they could have played, you know, you would have been wet to start, but it, it didn't seem like there was anything that would have been so preposterous that you had to, to postpone it. And then it just seemed like things continued to uh, work in a way that, that was completely unscripted. You get back to your hotel, and I'm sorry, the, the team hotel's overbooked. We don't have any room for you. You guys know as well as anybody. New York City, there's, there should be plenty of places, right? <laughs> if not the ability to, to, to help out, you know, not only the, the team, but also, you know, you've got family, you've got extended support staff that are there. It, I mean, trying to do this at 1130 at night, I mean, there's people that didn't get to bed until 334 o'clock, and oh, by the way, turn around and play a 407 winner-take-all game in Yankee Stadium. So, there are just a lot of things there that were amiss, shall I say. Uh, it did not add up for um, some competitive integrity to be level for both sides. Very interesting, yes. Wally. Yes. So, okay, uh, Astros take a 2 <laughs> nothing lead um, into Game 3 going back to New York. Let's just, assume, for the sake of this segment, Jensen, let's assume the Astros get there. Uh, which team in the National League do you think would be a trick? I mean, we're talking about the five and the six seeds here in the Na- National League. They're... No Dodgers, no Mets, Padres, Phillies would be able to give the Astros a better series, you think? Yeah, uh, honestly, Mitch, I had the Padres in seven for the NLCS, and I I think they're trending in the better direction as far as the length, not only of their rotation, but also their ability to create swing and miss capability in the back end of their bullpen. We know that Josh Hader has been phenomenal now. Robert Suarez, uh, even giving up the home run he did uh, in game two, has still been really, really dominant. I just think from a standpoint of limiting the offensive opportunities to drive the ball out of the ballpark and to know that you're going to get a a really good ballpark downgrade as far as the Houston offense having to go into Petco for what would end up being three games if indeed they could steal one in those first four so it to me it just feels like San Diego from a pitching standpoint to offset what Houston could do offensively I think San Diego gives Houston a bit more run for their money okay does this series go back to New York or does Houston finish them off? Because this is a large sample now. The Yankees have done nothing the entire series, a season rather, against the Houston starters. Uh, probably my bias side, knowing that I won't get a hotel room in New York, apparently, uh, unless they want me to, uh, would, would hope that the, the Yankees get swept. But I, I think they got to steal one here with Cole or with Cortez. Uh, I, I know that, that Garrett has been single-handedly the reason why the Yankees are, are in the, these postseason uh, playoffs still. But, you know, it's fascinating to watch how Houston just executes not only early game, but late game scenarios. And for Aaron Judge to miss, you know, what would have been a go-ahead home run, boy, would that have changed the dynamic of the series in a big, big way, would finally have kind of gotten that monkey off their back. But you guys see the numbers. I mean, it's just been a one-sided demolition. And, And also, fellas, Houston came into this, and they were very, very open about, we want to prove to not only New York, but to everyone else. It wasn't about trash cans. It wasn't about monitors, stealing signs. We're just that damn good. And we're going to go out and we're going to show it. And so far they have. Okay, so which starting pitcher will the Yankees actually get to? We're talking about McCullers in game three. Guy's been awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, right now the Yankees are striking out like, uh, you know, they're a high times. school team. Yeah, yeah 30 strikeouts. <laughs> yeah, to me, it, it doesn't feel like they would be able to scratch any of that except early. you got to get to, as you guys know, you got to get to those good starting pitchers very early in the game. So to me... It almost feels like you need a blitzkrieg from the Yankee offense there. Yankee Stadium. You need a Stanton two-run homer the opposite way or a Judge homer. Uh, if Bader's going to continue to lead off, you know, as, as Aaron Boone has kind of juggled that lineup searching for some offensive output, it would seem that they would need to get an early lead for Garrett Cole. If they do that, I think they can win game three. But 
man, guys, it, it just feels like they're climbing Mount Everest without an, an oxygen tank. It, it mm. just nothing they do ends up being something that gets them to the wing column. All or nothing. You keep them in the ballpark, they're not going to do anything, as you know. And then 30 strikeouts, hitting 138 in the series. They handed him. Valdez was awesome. He handed him both runs. How fluky was that? It's a comeback or a tapper by Stanton. He drops it, and he falls down. He throws it away. It was a triple bad beat there. So they've done nothing here offensively. And One thing, though, too, what do you see out of Altuve? Now they set the record, 0 for 23 so far. It just feels like he's in total swing mode, Paulie. Like he, it doesn't matter where you throw it, and and it's one of those where he's going to have to run into one. It feels like to be able to get himself mentally back to an even standpoint. Uh, trust me, as, a, as an opposing pitcher, when you see that, you almost never want to throw a strike because you just know he's trying so so hard to be able to put a ball in play and and find himself a hit or some extra bases. So yeah, to me, it feels like uh, the, the Houston offense is just too deep. They've got a lot of ways to beat you, whether it be the small ball, whether they can hit the home run. And you're going to a Yankee Stadium where it'll be a ballpark upgrade for Jordan, for Kyle Tucker. That short fortune right going to be very, very exciting for the middle of the Houston lineup. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Jensen Lewis, our guest, MLB Network Radio, also Bally Sports, covers the Guardians and uh, baseball overall. Okay, so then what about today's game, Game 3? NLCS. I'm seeing Musgrove as low as a dollar eleven, as high as a dollar twenty right now. A quick look at the screen. How do you want to attack this game today? Does Musgrove seem a little cheap to you? Uh, absolutely. I think a first five is excellent, knowing that Ranger Suarez, uh, his command can really go on a whim. And um, not sure what his walk prop looks like today, but that would certainly be intriguing to look at the over on Ranger Suarez total walk. But to me, the number that jumps out is, is Joe Musgrove uh, on the over and, and the strikeout five and a half. Heck, I think you can even play it at six. You know, the Phillies have had over a 30% chase rate as far as the strike zone goes. So to me, the way that Musgrove is throwing the ball right now feels like that's something that you can attack very early. Uh, he might be able to get that just in the second time around that order. But I think just overall, knowing how San Diego was able to even that series, they've got a little bit of momentum. And they certainly have the better starting pitcher in Musgrove over Suarez. So I think the first five makes total sense right here. But I think overall, San Diego's got exactly what they need to be able to take the series lead and win game three. I have it right now in front of me at DraftKings. I mean, they, you're going to have to pay a price. The Suarez walk prop is one and a half over is minus 205. <laughs> yeah, that, that's feeling like a same game parlay to me, guys. want to avoid a little bit of the juice there. So, yeah, it just... It's one of those things where we watched what he did against Atlanta, and you were thinking, God, at some point, that Braves got to be able to punch through here. So, yeah, I, to me, the stronger prop feels like the Musgrove over on the strikeout. But if you can swallow that juice with something else and, and maybe a same-game parlay, perhaps that's the way you go as far as. By the way, total side note has nothing to do with gambling, but as a guy who played in this league, covers it now, does a great job of doing so, do you like the idea that the Dodgers and Mets – Braves are not here, and it's kind of like March Madness. We had the five and the six in the National League get here. Yeah, as, as being a former player rep, you know, back at the Players Association, guys, when I played, it, you know, the competitive integrity of the regular season because we play so many games was such a big thing going into this CBA. Guys knew that the expanded playoffs were happening. That was dangled in front of us with COVID having eight teams in on both sides. I would expect here as we move forward to the end of this CBA, you're going to look at uh, expansion to maybe another two teams to get to 32, and then you're going to find division realignment where you'll eventually have more teams. But I love it, guys. I mean, this is the beauty. I mean, if you go back to 2014, 2015, you remember when Kansas City yep. was down in the wild card game in the seventh inning at home, and then they end up coming back, go on the run to the World Series. The Mets and the Royals the one year, they were not even you know expected to, to get to the World Series with what they were. So to me, fellas, I love it. I think it's great. I love that they went to a best three for the wild card round. And I think there might be some tweaks moving forward, but as it stands, this is the great part. You've got to play well this time of year, and those teams that are here have certainly done that. Man, great stuff as always. We love talking to you. You can follow him on Twitter. He is at JLou50, covers baseball for Bally's uh, Sports and also MLB Network Radio. Jensen, enjoy the game today. Good luck this weekend. Thanks, guys. Look forward to talking again soon. Yep. So based on what he was saying, I was Thank able you. to bet Musgrove over – Five and a half strikeouts, uh, which you can find everywhere. And I also bet uh, an alternate K-, uh, K prop for him. Seven plus strikeouts today at plus 180. I like the Padres.
And the yep. other thing is that yep. it's a big enough sample now. They just can't do anything against the Houston starters. Yeah. Total fluke, those two runs. I can't believe that. That was like T-ball stuff. And he was great. But it's it Stanton taps the ball to him. He drops it. And then he falls down, and then he throws it away. That's their run. Now, I'm Judge almost you. went deep. But I, I don't think yeah. it goes back I to I thought Houston. that was gone. I thought he got it, too. I, thought it was, I was convinced I it was gone. And there's too many good good sticks in this lineup. You make one mistake. Severino yep. was good. Yep. But you make one mistake, they're going to take you deep, and watch that's going to be the difference. Watch what happens if they get to Cole early. Yeah, I know. Uh, I can see McCuller shutting him down. Up next, tease up, tease down, or pass. Plus, your contest life is on the line. Who are you surviving with this weekend? Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people. In an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine, and I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome back. Fall sports in full swing. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook, your home for the latest lines, odds, and boost. Whether it's football, hockey, basketball, or baseball, they have you covered. Get ready for the World Cup and join them every week for new promotions. Tuesday, hockey, first goal, insurance. Friday night, college football, bet and get. And Sunday, football, parlay, insurance. Head to BetRivers.com or download the app today. It's a whole new game. 
So a huge trade last night in the NFL. Christian McCaffrey goes from Carolina to the San Francisco 49ers. Yes, that actually happened. A rarity in the NFL midseason. In exchange, the Panthers got four picks overall. They got three in the 2023 draft. That's a second, a third, and a fourth. And they got a fifth-round pick in 2024 on top of it. So we've discussed this a lot so far on the show today, what it means for both teams. And I will say this. uh, I was uh, on the wrong team in this division in the NFC. And uh, I, well, I bet two of them, I bet the saints to win the division and they've had so many injuries, losers last night to the Cardinals. They're two and five after last night, but I also took um, flyers on the Panthers playoffs over their win total, thinking that this was during the Brady, um, the getaway, the 10 day getaway during training camp. I'm like, ah, something's fishy here in Tampa Bay. Who knows what's going to happen? So I figured I was on the two wrong teams, Atlanta, no, everybody thought Atlanta might have the best, or I'm sorry, the worst record in the entire league, and uh, they could be tanking the exact opposite. So I picked and I bet on the two wrong teams in that division, and I will say this about the Panthers, though. Like, at what point did their season flip? Go back and look. Week one, you could absolutely say they gave the game away against Cleveland, lost that at home. They came out the next week at the Giants, and they just were not ready for that game. They lost it by three late. They had 7,000 chances to win that game. And then they actually upset the Saints in week three. I mean, if they get coin flips to go their way, it's potentially they, they, they yeah. could be looking at 3-0. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is ugly. They'll be the worst rush offense in the league, 22nd on third down, 21 points or fewer in five of the last six for Tampa. And this is, listen, I, I, it's been a long time since I've been in love. But the other thing, I don't trust anybody, and no one tells me what to do. But this has got to be playing with his mind. I mean, this is your whole—it's your family, it's your wife, and that's it. All right, I mean, and you're going through a football season, yeah. and you're in the tabloids and the headlines every day. Are you going to retire? What's going to happen? How's the marriage? Are you getting divorced? What's going? I mean, this is going on while the season. That's why he took out trying to save the marriage, everything, choosing football over family, uh, choosing football over the wife. The guy loves to play, but it's not working out. And at some yeah. point, even the goat, I mean, it has to take his toll on him. You look, the, the cheeks are sunken in. He's emaciated. Yeah, he is. You can he see is. it. Like, it's wearing on him mm-hmm. and losing his mind, which, okay, you, you want to go off on the offensive line, all right, but then he gets away and he goes to the wedding. Oh, everything about this, right? I mean, there's a everything lot going on. You had, you had him. it. You had You were close. I mean, he's still... Still got a shot here, too, but it's, I mean, there's a lot, they, they have all these weapons and they can't score. Yeah. Maybe they miss Arians. That's, a, they're going down to Bulls, too. Fascinating what's going on with Tampa Bay and Brady. So that move, it went uh, in this game. I've actually seen a 13 and a half out there right now. That's at an exchange available. So that's different than legal sports book. But I do see 13 pretty much across the board on the well, Buccaneers. Think, it right. certainly shot up after the, the Panthers traded McCaffrey yesterday. So to your point now, uh, there's no, there's no question. Uh, he's not going to. Brady, yes, is he fired up on the sidelines? Yeah, but to this extent where he's getting into it now like almost every single week, that his off-the-field problems are absolutely trickling on the field, into practice. He's just, it is very difficult to deal with. Trust me. Um, I've never been there with a divorce, but been through some stuff. Uh, my dad passed away a couple of years ago. Uh, the, my dog last week. I mean, I, do you think I wanted to be here? Of course not. It was awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he's going through this with a divorce and a bunch of kids. So now he's got to actually go up there and play every single week. It's got to suck. It's got to be borderline impossible. Is there a part of him that's celebrating, though? I mean, that, I don't think right now. I yeah. think after the season, maybe. All right, I'm back out there. Here we go. Yo, yeah. I, yep. I don't know. but that... so, so now Brady, of course, this is becoming like a, a weekly thing, probably going to be like a daily thing. Yeah. Here's a back and forth with a reporter yesterday about the idea of retirement. Anyone over here want to ask anything? <laughs> What's up? Chris Sims, there's been a couple of national talking heads speculating that, you know, Tom is not even going to finish out the season. And I've tried to, like, say that's got to be crazy. I mean, we're here all the time. Can you clarify? Like, well, that's your- really why I'm here. I'm here to announce, <laughs> finally, you guys push me to the brink. And, uh, no, I think, you know, I think a lot of it for me is just us going out there to, you know, I love the sport, and I love the teammates, and, and uh, you know, I want to go do a great job for this team like I always have, so. No. He went on to say, no, I'm not retiring. The sunken in face, that's probably from the, you know, the avocado ice cream over and over. It's all he eats. Well, for him, the action is the juice. I mean, he loves it. Loves the camaraderie and playing. But this is, uh, it's been, now they do have an awesome defense, so they'll, yep. they'll, they'll, they'll slow down Carolina. 
Uh, well, and, and I'm sure they'll force plenty of turnovers on Sunday. But moving forward, but that, that's the other thing, though. He's 45 years old. Yeah. You can't keep doing this. He ruined it for everybody. Oh, he did. He so did. you just fall off the cliff. Happened to Peyton Manning. It Hot did. dog. Right in front of us. That's right. So, so at some point, you just say he, his famous line, I'll retire when I suck. We're not there yet, but right now, it's to, for a Brady team to be held to 19 points or fewer, five of the six games. Well, ugly. so he played at an MVP level like he's nine, ten months ago. Oh, he's awesome. He was phenomenal right. last year, the numbers right. he put up. And, and they added him more, gave him more toys. They, they, and they have a but lot the of those line. guys back. I, yes, they've been injured, but they added more in the offseason, and it's just not working out. So clearly, like the stuff off the field is impacting what's going on this year. Because when you look at him throw yeah. the football, is he the same guy? Maybe not, but is he, is, he, is he falling off the cliff like Peyton Manning did? No, he is not. So Not enough attention also is, is the, the Arians angle. I think that deserves some attention. It should. Right? I mean, the input that he had or Who doesn't was have or what? Was, there, was it Adam Chernoff, who's a Jets guy? Did he make the comment that Todd Bowles is awful as he a was. head coach? Well, I thought he wasn't with the Jets. Oh, well, he yeah. was terrible as a head coach. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Yeah. So there probably is a little bit yeah. of a drop-off there. You mentioned this in the, in the previous segment. You're probably going to be on the Patriots in Survivor Pools, well, in Circa anyway, um, this weekend. You're pondering a play on the Dolphins. We'll see if you actually get there and pull uh, the trigger as they take on the Steelers. Concerns, though, with Tua? Well, yeah, we were talking to uh, Jack of all trades, Dan the Man Miller. Also, uh, people were throwing out, well, what if one hard hit, that's it, Sunday night. But that's something you'll have to face the rest of the season. I'm, I'm, they missing. It's two, been two seasons for them. They're three and zero. Oh, they're the cat's meow, and then the Thursday night game, and now they're three and three. But easy schedule coming up. The Steelers finally won a game without Watt, but then again, look how they won the game: twenty to eighteen, and MVP Mitch saved the day. So they're twenty eighth in offense. They're twenty eighth in defense. They can't run the ball. They're thirtieth in. Well, I think they're thirtieth in points. So I, I think my and, and Hill's right. I'll put up numbers with anybody. So Evidently even so. Teddy and even Tom, but it's just it was it was so much. Can you? He he gets hurt. Teddy gets hurt right away. Defense struggles, but it's also the turnover margin. They're turning the ball oh, over yeah. too. So I think they'll they'll yep. correct that and fix that and get on a winning streak. So here is Dolphins head uh, head coach Mike McDaniel acknowledging that Tua's back, but why he needs to operate differently. You love his competitive nature, okay? But there is a time um, uh, in a play where you have to kind of concede. Um, and that's where he's, uh, where he's kind of been focusing on because it's something that's not natural to him. He he wants to break every tackle and and um, and he he doesn't like when plays don't work. Well, sometimes they won't. That's a consistency of you know all the really great quarterbacks that you think of, you know the the guys that you look up to, the guys that kind of set forth the example of how to play the position, um, they do find ways to be available. And part of that is that concession. Interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Also, how you're calling plays and moving forward, too, because those are scary comments that he made. Not Tua. I lost consciousness, and I don't remember anything. Mm-hmm. And now if there's one more hit, scrambled eggs, then what happens? Yeah, definitely a back injury, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. They got that one right. Certainly, yes. Um, okay. But that, that is tough to do, by the way. What McDaniel just explained is tougher. I mean, that's way easier said mm-hmm. than done. I mean, go out there and change your entire philosophy during the season and learn how to, like, go down, take a knee, run out of bounds. I mean. What was he thinking about it, too, while he's out there? Like, oh, yeah, if you feel, right. the guy's coming at me. When, like a, a Darnold thing, seeing yeah. ghosts. Does, yeah. does he feel ghosts out there? It'll follow him around the rest of his career, that comment. Mm-hmm. I know. But I, I think they're going to be fine. And I think I th- I'm okay. I'm still okay with Teddy Bridgewater. I think that he he came in and threw the ball and, and moved the ball against Minnesota. Well, but it's also be- it's also schedule related. They're a dollar forty to make the playoffs. Pittsburgh, Detroit, Chicago, Cleveland, Houston. That's the next five games. And I think McDaniel's a good coach. I think they're going to the playoffs. Paul, how do they? First of all, how they not cover against Minnesota last week, and how they not win the game? That was a funky game. They were moving the ball up and down the field on the Vikings. Yep. And somehow, some way, yeah. Kirk Cousins went to Miami and won that game. I, to me, I, I don't think the Vikings are that great. I know they're five and one. Yeah. I, I really, I mean, I, and I was high on this team before the. I have plenty sure. of bets on sure. the Vikings. Well, think about what we watched last night. That team had the Vikings on the ropes in London. Yep. So, I don't know Dalton was horrendous, but 
Yeah, last night was not a get-right game for the Cardinals by any stretch. No, there, were, I mean, they were handed points. Oh, I mean, think about what happened last night. Not, I mean, the, people are going to point to the two pick sixes back to back before halftime. I get that there was the, the one was on the wide receiver, but then the other one was. How about him throwing the INT actually in the end zone when they were going to score Terrible points? Terrible throw. Terrible throw. So that, that's a, that's a reversal yeah, right they, there of three yeah. touchdowns. They also came out again only three points in the first half, or f- first quarter, six yep. on the season. Then you have Murray screaming at Kingsbury. Oh yeah, that's something to watch. And you were right, and Charch was right, just feeding Hopkins. Feeding Hopkins. Oh, so it was like that, I, he makes a big difference to have him back. Oh yeah, like that was uh, all. All of his props went over last night. Didn't score a touchdown, but the receptions. Yeah. You had to love the targets that he got. And by the way, that was in the second half with a two touchdown lead. They came out on the first drive, and it was back to back to back passes to Hopkins. And so he flew over all of his props last night. So uh, that's going to be something to definitely watch. But the number's going to go up now for sure after one game. Up next, props for the weekend: highest, lowest scoring team and game. A 22 to 1 shot for lowest scoring team on Sunday is jumping off the page. I'll tell you what team that is coming up next. This is Follow the Money on VSIN. Welcome back. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We'll look at some props for the weekend. By the way, Chuck Edel coming up in 15 minutes. Very good. Professional sports better. Totals again. Totals, yep. College, NFL, does very well. Uh, some props here. The highest scoring game on Sunday. Love these props. Yes. Now, the, while you were out yesterday, all hell, uh, Friday, all hell broke loose. We had a 60-1 to and a 50-1 to cash. Arizona fewest points, Patriots most points. That was last week. These are fun. Arizona, that's right, because they were Scored playing nine the Seahawks. Points. Yeah. Oh, boy, that's pathetic. Yep. I mean, I, I'm looking at this here. You, you, Who's to say maybe 34 points, he could do it? That's why I don't think, even though they have so many issues, and we talked about their, how much they've struggled, like a Tampa 12-1, to 1, they get right, they're playing a terrible team, and uh, Walker and Carolina might turn it over. Maybe 32, 34 gets it done for most points. Oh, for the high-scoring team. High score, high score, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patriots uh, were high last week, right? Uh, well, how about this now? The the total in the Jets-Broncos game is 38, pretty much across the board. Uh, this is for lowest-scoring game and maybe lowest-scoring team. But that's plus 650 for the lowest-scoring game. And when you look at lowest-scoring teams, the Broncos are 22 to 1 to be the lowest scoring team of the entire week and they are averaging a league low 15 points per game and Wilson's banged up yeah he is he is and, compromised and the Jets defense uh played really well last week against the Packers Green Bay could essentially do nothing on offense uh I the 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 Broncos offense is completely broken I'm the they're 22 to 1 why are they in that 22 to 1 range when you have a yep. ton of teams that are below them and that's one of the lowest scoring totals if not the lowest scoring total on the entire board this week? I like it. I also take a look at the Lions at 15. You're supposed to have Swift and Brown back but just got shut out by the Patriots. Yeah, what do you think You're of taking that? Taking on Dallas now. What do you think of that total of 49? Yes. Against that defense, one of the best in the entire league and Adam Chernoff, uh, you know who is very good at this. Joins us a couple times a week. Professional handicapper, better. Um, he told us, you're running down the Jared Goff checklist. Mm-hmm. On the road, good defense. Is he going to feel pressure? Like, everything's going against him here. Dak's got to be rusty. Maybe they go conservative and more, focus more on the run-oriented uh, game plan. No, they do that get... happen, too. Yeah, they get some of their weapons back here, we think. Yeah. Yes. I know. But, th- but yeah, that'll make a big difference. But I, th- I just uh, took a shot there. That's... See, th- look at that. That's seven to one for highest scoring game, but if you flip it and go lowest scoring game, I don't. It, that's seventeen to one. I think that has a better chance of being lowest scoring game yeah. than highest scoring game of the week. I could see him absolutely frustrating Goff sacks, I mean, a couple turnovers, right? And, yeah. the, and the the Cowboys shut him down at yeah. low scoring. I'm, I want the low there, and the Lions lowest team highest scoring game. 
I think you have. I might have something with Colts Titans, fifteen to one. That was trending that way in the first meeting, and then, but again, Tennessee's issues in the second half. They had twenty four in the first half. They did, but uh, you know they can't. They haven't scored in the fourth quarter this year, but they've been great in the first quarter and first half. I think this could be a high scoring game. Yeah, I, I bet that game over again yesterday. That's one of those games I'll have in pocket as well. Coming up later, uh, a little bit later on, we go overall. I can see this, sure. Yeah, it's a tough card. It's not a sexy card, and there's some tough games. Yeah, Don't you think that with the issues the Colts have running the football, coupled with Jonathan Taylor being banged up, and he's still questionable as of right now, it looks like he's going to go, but uh, not healthy for sure. Plus, the Titans are really good at shutting down the run. The Colts are really good at shutting down the run. And the Colts' game plan last week was to come out and throw the ball every single down. I mean, Matt Ryan had 37 mm-hmm. passes at halftime. <laughs> and Tennessee, yeah. I mean, like... Well, yeah, they just, they're off that game against Jacksonville. You're that, right. That's right. They and might so, just be... Through. And the Titans' defense, well, they have, they're at the very bottom, near the bottom, in a lot of key advanced metrics when it comes to slowing down passing offenses. So to me, this just seems like the Colts are going to... They, they know. I think they probably... Reich, if he's smart, you've probably figured out, like, we can throw now... We have some weapons on offense. Let's protect Ryan. And that's how you beat Tennessee's through the air. And I think we're just going to see, I think the low, the total is too low in that game. These are fun. Highest highest team, fewest points, and then highest scoring game and lowest scoring game. These are great. I'm actually, I'm not surprised that lowest scoring game, the Packers commanders with a total of 41 and a half is plus 550. We said coming into the season that we thought there was a chance the Packers would be a good team to the under. Well, they have been awesome to the under uh, I didn't anticipate the offense struggling this much, but we thought the defense was going to be solid, and actually defense has been great, but they've been in super low-scoring games. And now, so I bet that game under 41.5, and I don't, a, a lot of reasons why. Both teams are good at getting pressure on the opposing team's quarterback. Washington is good at slowing down the run. Um, and can the, can the commanders actually run the football on the Packers, which is by far and away their biggest weakness on the team? How about for the individual player props? To lead passing, receiving, rushing, does uh-huh. something stand out? Or someone you when you're going through the chart stuff of your fantasy, if you think this is a, a good matchup, advantageous, someone's going to go off. Does anything stick out there? Well, do you want to get nuts like, and go Dak in his first game back against this Lions defense? I do not know. You don't want to do that? No. Um, I would do Tua though. I think Tua could throw for three twenty. Well, how about the game we just talked about? Yeah. Well, sure, absolutely. How about Matt Ryan? Uh huh. Juicy odds. Why not on Matt Ryan? 16-1. to 1. Not bad. Yeah, I, I could ride with that maybe a little bit. I think, this is how they're going to play now. And if they, if they can protect them, one for one so far. Yep. But if it's like the hell with it, we can't run. We can't. Taylor's banged up. Let's, let's throw it 50 times. Brady is plus $7. And, I mean, we've seen this. They're actually throwing the ball more than last year. No way. I don't want this. This is run the ball, go home. It's twenty-four nothing. Oh, you third. think it is? Yeah, oh yeah. They've they've Get been them some red. No way. They've been really weird though. That game against um, was it against Atlanta? When you figured that they were just going to run the football and try to get out of the, that game. Yeah, they're throwing the ball. They're throwing the ball. The like, twenty-one point lead. Yes, they had a three touchdown lead, and it's in yeah. the second half, and it's like every single, every single I was play. Flabbergasted. So was Fitz. We both had him in uh, Survivor that yeah. week. It's like, what are you doing? Just passing nonstop. They couldn't put him away. And right, and they're like, and they ran four four nine at twenty carries. But this sometimes their outright refusal to run the ball. Yeah, see, and and this is where I think I got to tell you, I think Brady is going to actually dictate things here and say we need a get right game, and I need to get on the same page as uh, my receivers because we've been awful. And it's like, yeah, yeah we're up big. I don't care. I want to throw the ball fifty five times in this game. I could actually see that happening. You know, the other thing too. Tannehill is sixty right. to one, by the way. Because if sick, what is it? Sixty. Oh wow! You can't run in the okay. Colts. Yeah, it's a huge number. I expect points, so that's why that number kind of caught my eye. Lamar Jackson, Browns giving up twenty six a game. Look what Zappy did to him. Oh, huh. I expect. Then Zappy have three hundred yards against him. Close to it. Played well. Yeah. Aren't you expecting points in that game too? I could see that. Yeah, yeah. That's a good observation. We'll do more of this next week as well, because you know everyone, everyone's so bunched up here and everyone's three and three or two and four in this league the playoff props are fascinating as I mentioned earlier before the trade the Niners were minus 250 Miami a dollar 40 Colts a dollar 15 Green Bay 175 the Jets are two to one to make the playoffs two to one in that range right come on Giants a dollar 80 can this continue 
They're five and one. I say no. It can't. Do you think it ends on Sunday? Well, uh, Jacksonville has lost 18 in a row against the NFC and two and 16 ATS. Do with that what you want. But this, these numbers, I mean, what the, look what the yards were against Baltimore. I mean, they're pulling a rabbit out of their hat every week. Yep. Let me, um, here, by the way, I'll run this down for you. The top seven teams right now in the AFC playoff picture. Bills, in order. Bills, Chiefs, Titans are the three seed right now. What? That's all you need to know. Oh, wow. Ravens are the four. Chargers, five. Jets, six. Colts, seven. Bengals, Dolphins, Patriots currently on the outside looking in. In the NFC, one through seven, in order. Eagles, Vikings, Buccaneers are the three. Niners, four. Giants, five at five and one. Cowboys are the six. And the Rams are the seven. A good friend reached out to me um, recently and said, I want a playoff prop on combined wins in the playoffs by the NFC East. Because he, he's not buying any of them, okay. including the Eagles. Ah, come on. But he's not he, buying the Eagles. He said, I want, I'd put it at one and a half is what he told me. Yeah. The, he, yeah. And, okay, fun prop. The yeah. Giant thing, again, 27th in yards per play margin against the 26th ranked schedule. And the yards were, what, 420 to 260 last week? Yeah. And won the game, and Lamar with the horrible interception when it looks like they're going to run out the clock. I can't believe that happened. No. I can't believe the, the fumbled snap and then the bad INT there. They're 25th in offense and 31st in passing. They're 5 and 1. How can this be? Now, Barkley. They, they been were down, a beast, by, but. down by 17 3 <laughs> against the Packers in London. They haven't started 6 and 1 since 2008. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> yes, right. Oh, yeah, that was the year they, uh, after the Super Bowl win, they got up to a. Uh, Red-hot start, and Eli Manning was awesome. I think that was the year he had his best year ever, individually. Up next year, follow the money. Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Professional sports better Chuck Edel thrives on totals. Find out who he's betting this week coming up next. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.